We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. And we seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. For those of you who do not receive my announcements on the cancellations of class for the last few days, I apologize. And for those of you who did, which seems to be half of you, then alhamdulillah. Um, and I have to figure out why it works for some people, not for other people. Uh, for those of you uh, need an explanation on Friday? Yeah, I actually I actually forget that we have class nearly every single day, including today. And something always happens to remind me. So that class, one of your classmates sent me a note saying, out of my safety, I shouldn't teach class. And then I remembered, oh man, I have class. And so then I decided to cancel class because I had to go to this other place. And then yesterday I was just completely suffering from lack of sleep. Uh, which has been my normal state since birth, but more than usual. <clears throat> and now we are together again, mashallah. All righty. So having said that, um, the building closes here, Chicago time at six o'clock. And so I will have to be really sneaky if the class goes beyond six. But let's see how things go. So I shouldn't talk too much. Any questions about anything at all? Isa still has your ongoing question, which we will inshallah get to, which is basically a good question. Based on what we're saying, that Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim is your whole flashlight for everything. What if you have something in the Quran that seems to be not of Rahma? How do we deal with it? That we will inshallah get to. But does anyone else have any questions about anything at all before we get into today's ayah? Oh, okay. Today's ayah is actually a very, very simple ayah. And uh this is so simple and so much common sense that it's something that has to be brought up because common sense is not common so from noon surah 68 or aka surah al-qalam a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem wa innaka la'ala khuluqin azim so you are on perfect or you are on majestic character okay so we all know that the prophet peace be upon him uh is reported to have said that i did not come except to perfect character so first think about what you think of when we speak of a muslim being religious how would you define that that answer if we say that person is religious what would you say they do? What would you say they look like? Anybody? Anna? I guess like my definition is like if they're making like a lot of active efforts to try to like learn more and improve on their lean. Okay, but give me actions. You know, okay, that's so nice like, in general. Okay, well, this seems so judgmental to like put it into definition, but... Like, I don't know, coming to masjid, like reading a lot of Quran, like trying their yes. best to pray five times a day. So that's that's exactly what we would commonly say, right? That someone makes all their prayers, you know, they look like Ahant with his topi. And that topi, I think, Ahant, is it, did you get it sewed onto your head now? I'm just, just wondering. Practically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mashallah. So, but the point is that um, usually the definition is that they are super hardcore in acts of worship and usually in terms of prayer. 
And so when people would ask me if I'm religious, I would think of my father who would make all five in the prayer in the masjid. And so compared to him, I would say no compared to him. And so, so that is our common definition. And, and part of it, even Ahant, even though he was being kind of facetious and I built on his facetiousness, they were dopey. Uh, another common definition we give of someone being religious is that they have the costume of religiosity. Okay. And so often it's headgear. Okay. Whether we're speaking of the hijab, khimar, the beard, the topi, kufi, all those things. Those become the symbols, right? And then extended further, non-Western clothing often gets interpreted as signs of religiosity. Uh, but I'd like you to consider that character is potentially more important than all of those. Your prayers can be done for the purpose of showing off. Character, is there a way to have good character for the purposes of showing off? Can you think of a scenario like that? Awesome. Um, yeah, I can think of a scenario like that. If uh, like, like um, you know, people who make a show about donating money, so I so I character even, and showing off. I would I would even separate benevolence. So let's define character then. By character, I'm saying speaking the truth, keeping commitments, keeping trusts. And so this is the opposite of a hypocrite, right? So there's the hadith about hip hypocrisy. One hadith where there are four attributes of hypocrisy, however many of these is how, what percentage of a hypocrite you are. When they speak, they lie. When they make a commitment, they break it. When they are, uh, when they're given a trust, like a secret, they betray their trust. And when they get emotional, they lose complete control of their emotions. Now, if you think of the opposite of these four, that sounds, sounds like a strong depiction of good character. When they speak, they speak the truth. They keep their commitments. When they have, uh, when they're entrusted with things, they keep their trust. And in terms of emotions, they have equanimity, good, right? Does that sound like a solid depiction of good character? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Anna and then Ahant. So like, I still think that like, couldn't someone choose to show that they're acting that way while they're like inwardly not actually wanting to do those things? They're just trying to like make a show of it. So which one of those? Maybe equanimity in terms of their uh, personality. So uh, I get a common situation in the office where there'll be a student who has wonderful behavior, super calm, upright, friendly, gregarious, the whole nine yards. And then the parents, the siblings come to me and they tell me this guy is a holy terror at home. One example, who's not in this class, is... Uh, uh, this guy who, again, everybody on campus loves this guy. In fact, he was even mentioned by a student yesterday. But his family literally reached out to me to have me come over to their house. And they're telling me about how he is so violent at home, he almost threw his sister down a set of stairs. 
screams all the time, nonstops, nonstop. And to the point that this is literally disturbing the parents. And um, they were wondering if they had like black magic, you know, possession or something going on. Nope, seems like he just has a psychiatric issue. Yeah. So that I think you can fake. Mm. What about the other three? Like faking, you know, you coming across as a truth teller. Yeah, maybe yeah. you can. Maybe in the short term, you can fake fool people. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because I was going to say, like, I think you could falsely try to, like, build a sense of trust with someone. But if mm-hmm. you end up betraying that trust, then that is just non-existent. So, yeah, I guess I okay. see what you're saying. Uh, uh, Jules asking, is it possibly one-fourth of a hypocrite in that case? Yes. Uh, Hunt. You know, I think uh, you can fake multiple aspects of good uh, character on the way to searching for a spouse. In terms of yeah, yeah, true. I mean, literally, I had a phone call today <clears throat> about a woman who uh, was talking to a guy and the s- sister of the ex-wife is convincing her to marry this guy. And this guy, over the course of not even a year, Six months has turned out to be uh, uh, verbally violent, physically violent, uh, basically has stolen nearly all of her money. And we're talking about upwards of $100,000 is a multiple time philanderer, if you know what that word means. Uh, But he had a whole lot of people convinced that he had good character. So, yeah, maybe he can fool people based on this one conversation I literally had today. Uh, You were saying more, I cut you off um no i mean just you know you know the the search for a spouse and like uh uh you know, sort of those kind of you know situations you know your your want uh, for something can make you portray yourself in a you know in a false way yeah this is true so awesome is saying that's when they speak they lie right but i'm saying you can fool people in the into thinking you're speaking the truth yeah hold on so adding to the point, uh, uh, like uh, related to psychiatric uh, uh, point of view, that uh, some some elements are pathological too. A person is doing something he may not realize he may be lying, or uh, or 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 the other things that uh, it is often seen that the person is very nice among the non relations people, or at least not immediate relations people. Yeah, this is true. And and but uh, it's very like uh, like uh, opposite when in in terms of dealing with its uh, spouse yeah. or, or or immediate relations. That is that is I have seen that too. Yeah, I think and uh, adding your example to Isa's example, it's very easy to seem really wonderful on social media, and it's almost as easy to seem wonderful in per, in person while in private space being a horribly horrible person. So. And this is also one of the fa- uh, the fascinating things about the uh, hadith attributed to the prophet, peace be upon him, that the wives who about whom we also have hadith of them criticizing him and complaining to him still all speak of him of as having the highest standard of character. Right? Aisha, radiallahuan, um, al-mu'minin, is in many cases is giving criticism of the prophet, peace be upon him. And there's also something that's almost kind of funny where the prophet says to her, I can tell when you're angry at me. She's like, how? She says, 
when you're cool, I'm paraphrasing, when you're cool with me, you say, you know, I swear by the God of Muhammad. And when you're upset with me, you swear, you say, I swear by the God of Ibrahim. Correct. <laughs> that awesome. So, so, uh, so we even have that yet commonly, they all speak of him in the same body of literature as having the highest standard of character. Awesome. Um, I have a question about the idea of fooling people into believing you're speaking the truth. Yeah. Um, but the, the good moral character thing doesn't mean people believe you speak the truth. It's just when they speak, they tell the truth yeah. then they have good moral character. And so isn't that kind of a black and white thing? And so, so I guess, <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is that like, in a sense, you can't really fake any of these things because like they're relatively, uh, they're like, uh, they're binaries, right? They're not, uh, it's one or the other. And other people may have perceptions or whatever of, of who or what you are in that sense, but you can't, you can't lie to yourself. Yeah. Not I mean, really. I'm speaking not in the sense of, uh, of what is the person doing as much as how are we receiving it? And yeah, either you're lying or you're lying, you know? Um, and so, uh, or you, either you're lying or you're speaking the truth and, and, but I might be perceiving it a lie as the truth, you know, the way politicians, uh, are, uh, operate, you know, every time Fox Sun is in the news, I think of drones and when I think of drones, I think of Obama, right. And how much in our community, we just love and fawn over Obama. Right. Uh, one more point, uh, briefly. So in, in relation to hypocrites, uh, uh, and uh, from examples of the Sira, basically one of the elements of the hypocrites that they were, if they are good times, they will be with you, yeah. and uh, and and they will be like uh, appreciating you. But when there will be like time which is stressful, or you have to sacrifice something, then you will see a completely different shade of the person. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, and and that that is also one of the characteristics of the people who are very like in in current context that very good with the with the external or in the, in their social circle, but they are good with the people who are already good or well to do maybe. Hmm? But uh, you may not see very often the, the uh, person with the people who are not very well to do or not very have a good social status, mm -hmm. that sort of thing, too. Yeah, a lot of times our character gets tested when it's getting tested. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sarah. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say or like make the point that I worry about making a lot of these um, characteristics as like polarized um as in black and white you are that you are this way or you are this way um because i think in the case of like i think jewel kind of brought it up in the chat kind of mentioned is it better to bring up your true colors versus um you know try try and change them um, i think with like true moral character having a great moral character it's like a muscle so you have to work on it because i think like for example speaking truth especially in difficult situations, it takes courage. So you have to like work on that. Mm -hmm. You know, equanimity, that's something I think I, I struggle with sometimes in the sense that like- you mean, you mean like if I start praising the virtues of University of Chicago? Anyway, keep going, keep going. <laughs> right, it's like a little switch, like a little light switch where I'm like- For, ah. for those who don't know, she has at least two other siblings, elder siblings that went to University of Chicago. Which yeah. I love too. It's fine. Y'all are just weirder. Okay, it's just weirder. But anyway, so it's just- um. 
if you don't work on it, I think it's probably still better to try to uphold these and then like make your intention pure. Mm -hmm. And then inshallah, the idea of like fake it till you make it actually will come true rather than, um, <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Awesome. I understand now. <laughs> um, then to like settle in your normal comfort zone of being someone who doesn't tell the truth or someone who doesn't, you know, manage their emotions and temper and things like that. So I think character is going to be something that needs to be worked on. And, and it, it's not, if you don't tell the truth, then you're a liar and therefore mm. you cannot, and you are a hypocrite because sure. I, I'm very scared of the title of a hypocrite on someone mm. who's still trying to do well. Mm. Cause that the language, the language used in our faith, to tell us what happens to hypocrites is so severe. That, oh, it's, like, just, scary. it's worse than hypocrites. And right. I would say, uh, what do you think about self-assessment of someone as a hypocrite? What do you think? Same problem? How do you mean? Like someone is asking. So rather than me saying, you know, that person. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that person over there is a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. who are not the person who's next to me on your screen um that i look at these attributes well this describes me this describes me this describes me yeah i am hypocrite what do you think about that um i think assessing oneself is always a good thing to do like i think we should constantly be assessing how we are mm -hmm. up to these like standards mm -hmm. um but anytime we get into the realm of assessing others by these i mean gets a little gray area in mm -hmm. the sense that maybe we shouldn't be so harsh to judge or always mm -hmm. think the best of our fellows. But, mm -hmm. you know, in cases of like marriage or in cases of the instances where, you know, we were talking about earlier with the whatever, um, it, in the duplicitousness of some people's character, it's important that these things are assessed, but in certain instances. I don't think we should fall back on constantly always judging people by these standards. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would agree. We definitely should not be pointing the finger at other people. Regarding ourselves, I would say it is often better to remove the label and to focus on the behaviors. So that I am a hypocrite or not is secondary to the behaviors that I'm doing that are leading me to assess myself as a hypocrite. And so the goal is to change the behaviors as opposed to to change the label. Go. Farah. Um, there are two points. One. Uh, don't forget. Don't forget point uh, A, which is the school where you are a grad student. Anyway, I keep going. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, you know, I don't really care about my passport, let alone the school I go to. Um, so, um, two points. One pertaining to the discussion so far, yes. in the sense that uh, yes, uh, we could also see an inconsistency in someone's uh, apparent character as just sort of a factor of human weakness. Um, I think some of us might uh, relate to the fact that our character so-called uh, is different when we are with people we are very close to, perhaps because we are uninhibited um, or don't, you know, there's a lack of consistency rather than um, a very willful understanding. Uh, of what, what we're doing in that moment. Mm -hmm. The other thing then uh, I was reflecting particularly just on the fact that this is not just, you know, for example, the discussion so far could have been and others can chime in otherwise, 
could have been a very uh, 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 something we read in, let's say, it could be the Bible, it could be a book of ethics, you know, um, and all of the discussions so far would have been true. But what is the significance that this is a book that claims to be the speech of a creator saying the same thing? Um, how does our understanding of character and virtues uh, change um, in the fact that it is written in a book that we believe to be the word of God rather than just any other statement. Okay, so how would you answer your question? I mean, I think it probably has something to do with, the, you know, um, it's translated particularly as moral character, mm -hmm. but there is something uh, that makes human beings, uh, what we understand to be the most honored of beings is that they have a conscious uh, awareness and understanding and that they look towards uh, what things mean and that's what makes some someone human is uh, connecting you know a, a trait to its meaning and then its source so I think this this verse in one way as I'm reflecting on it as I talk is also a direct uh, uh, command if you will of saying that uh, you one has to find in themselves um, the reflection of attributes of God, um, and and yeah, and connect themselves. You know, the point of being good is not so that you can be good to someone else. The point of being good is to recognize that goodness has a source and it's an absolute source and being good connects me to my creator rather than being good for the sake of being good. So I don't know that I'd go that far on your final point. You had me uh, up till that point where I would suggest that there is innate value for being good, uh, for being good to the next person, as well as being good just for the sake of being good. But the best scenario is exactly as you said, that you're being good in terms of a connection to the divine. What do you think? Um, I think, for example, like if someone tries to help, if, if, so what is the difference between, let's say, an atheist helping someone and a Muslim helping someone, right? Sure. At the end of the day, they're the same act, they bring about the same effect in the other individual, it kind of has nothing to do with um, Islam or religion at that point. Mm -hmm. What does, in fact, and same thing goes with, let's say, a farmer, um, you know, uh, growing crops, right? An atheist, his grow, crops grow and so does a Muslim or a Christian or whoever. And so in that case, like what differentiates the act is that, yes, they're both happening by the will and within the order of the universe. But what is the purpose of man in that sense it is, you know, if you understand that to be an outdoor to worship or, you know, in those terms, then the idea is that the act should be a means of getting to know one's creator. And so my doing good only becomes eternally beneficial as in I get its results in it in the Akhira, as people also believe it to be the case, is the sense that I my act of doing good, helping someone, is helping me connect with the eternal meaning connected with it. Hence, it will be something that I can reap the rewards of. But if I don't connect the act with a the, the idea that it 
connects me to an inter- eternal creator, then mm-hmm. it is a very secular act. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what like it, what's the point of being a Muslim and then helping someone? Sure. So I would say that the level that you are suggesting uh, would be a very high level of faith. And in the same universe, we would also put that I am doing acts of health, eating, exercise, and all those things, also uh, for the benefit of my body to get me closer to Allah, uh, as opposed to the next person who is doing it you know, to, to feel good. Um, I would put that contrast in the same universe, yeah? Okay, so we'll think about it anyway. So, so yeah, I would say as as a, a standard to aspire to, I would say exactly what you're talking about. Um, but uh, even if good character or in the example of giving physical fitness is done as a, a fundamentally a secular act, uh, it is still virtuous. Awesome. Um, my question was actually kind of touched on in, in the previous point, but. Uh, if upright character is the most important thing and the four things you mentioned are like, can be secular, then what is the, then what utility does religion offer? So, so religion then becomes uh, in its most base sense, a guide in what is upright character, right? So if I am, we believe everyone is born on fitra. Everyone has this primordial innate goodness which means that potentially I can have good character without learning anything about deen, right? Um, that I can even uh, have an intention to serve the divine without any access to deen. But the point of deen then becomes, the point of religion is to teach you how to actually do it. Meaning you can possibly do it without being taught. The likelihood, however, is very low that my search for God might lead me to a tree as opposed to the creator of all. And so religion becomes the prescription to help make sure I don't veer off in a wrong direction. Go ahead. Yeah, I I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but also like the the points you made about good character. Yeah can and in many cases do exist for people without religion or without islam like those are like those points of good character are not necessarily like you said you started this class by asking what does a good muslim look like right and then we talked about sort of acts of worship and then you said this is potentially more important and uh if if someone if someone sees a person who has good moral character they wouldn't necessarily say oh that's a good muslim sure right and so so i guess like the question is is it possible to successfully extricate good character from islam or religion and if it is then then the utility feels somewhat limited, right? So I would answer your question, can you remove a good character from Islam? Absolutely. Meaning, can you have good character independence of Islam? Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. That's definitely a yes. Uh, But then, keep in mind, I'm not saying that the acts of worship are not important. 
I'm saying as important as they are. I'm saying character is even more important, right? So as important as the daily prayers are, where we're told it's a pillar of the dean, and you know we're all fasting right now. As important as all that stuff is, I'm suggesting for consideration, character is even more important. Uh, and then this is not even getting to the question of benevolence and all those things, but that's essentially the key point that I'm making. I hunt. Um, you know, sorry, I know you're gonna, you know, smile at me, uh, because uh, based on the past conversations that we've had, okay. but you know, uh, I always nutshell, smile at you, a hunt, and sometimes I even smile with you, but keep going, yeah. Um, you know, um, of course in good character is of the utmost important and you know that is the you know the supreme like quality of our prophet but i feel like in the that this that this uh, discussion you know the so-called like internal versus the external in the like modern you know muslim diaspora community or just uh, i feel like the way the discussion like you know like nowadays is is turning is that we trivialize the acts of worship mm -hmm. as in yes you know of course they're they're you know they're secondary to you know the good character but i feel like you know like the outer structure of you know the rights of the worship that we have is is also like in itself the, the miracle and i feel like if we you know trivialize those things we may subconsciously like go to other structures to you know you know to achieve that good character and mm -hmm. then like you know you know i feel like we can be getting dicey and i feel like our prophet sallam he you know he presented like you know to us you know what is the best internally but also externally as well you know mm -hmm. like you know i feel like there should be you know there has to be a good balance here because I think, you know, trivializing, you know, you know, everything else besides good character, especially in our dean, you know, can lead to problems. I mean, mm -hmm. or, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say that um, by intention, there's no intention here to trivialize either of the two, if they're a separate character or the acts of worship. I mean, uh, essentially what you could say is that what I'm trying to push back against is the notion that that uprightness in dean is primarily the acts of worship. And so if we look at a place like the great estate of Pakistan, it's probably fair to say there's a whole lot of people who make all their prayers and make all their fasts in one of the most corrupt countries in the, in the world, right? Uh, and and so, so what I'm suggesting is as astronomically heavy, astronomically valuable as the acts of worship are. I'm saying for our consideration, consider that uh, character is even higher. So hopefully the opposite of trivializing and instead re-emphasizing the uh, fundamental importance of everything. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so do you see like in your experience you know like you know the conversation like turning one way like or the other nowadays so i have a i have in terms of hofaz people I have a whole Quran memorized i put them in a couple of classes of people in my experience on campus 
We have those people who have the entire Quran memorized and they're super upright kids. And then we have the shaitans. Okay. Whole Quran memorized, they believe they're invincible spiritually as well as socially. And they are the shaitans of the shaitans. Okay. But they have the Quran memorized and they frequent the Musallah. And they're demons. So that would be my example. What do you think? Yeah, I guess my, I guess something that uh, that comes to mind is, in terms of using the appropriate structures to, you know, get a good character. Um, you know, you know, what do you find, you know, that makes like people that go to other structures, you know, rather than Islam, like in the in modern day and how can we like protect like ourselves from that you know um can i have a different word than structures because at first i thought i was understanding but now i'm sure I'm not sure if that I'm i guess like you know like external acts or or um you know ideologies mm-hmm. you know, for example you know so, and i don't like uh, you know restricting islam to like just an ideology but yeah you no know, i think you get my drift so i would connect this back to the point the photo was making that in a simple nutshell, if I, uh, hopefully I'm not misunderstanding her point, that I am saying that uh, the intention of serving God also includes the awareness uh, of God being witness, right? That uh, me making my prayers does not act as uh, a license, almost like a transaction for me to have, uh, you know, vile character. And my character should be focused on my relationship with God, as should my acts of worship. But my character, however, might be caught up in impressing people, and my acts of worship the same. You know, so this would be, I think, something addressed more internally rather than externally. Makes sense? Or are we getting too far, too caught up in the abstract language? No, no, uh, you know, it makes sense. Okay, a few quick points because I have to run and getting dirty looks. Uh, Sarah, then Khurram, then Asim. And I think Farah, you had your hand raised too. Yeah. Um, mine was just a quick point um, to say that I think in instances like this, I like to imagine that um, the allowance or the importance placed on good character, aside from how important rituals and things are too in our deen, is not only to like expand our points that we could receive as Muslims, but also maybe to like help out the good people who just maybe aren't Muslim in the Akhirah. I don't know why. Like I like to imagine like, you know, the Rahmah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have will hopefully encompass people with good character Mm -hmm. um, as well since those are, it's important to have. Yeah, I mean, this this comes down to what is the expanse of Allah's Rahmah. And so imagine if the lowest level of paradise not the lowest, not the highest level of hell, but the lowest level of paradise is Cleveland, right? Wouldn't you want at least everyone to have have something like that, right? Uh, Asim. Okay. Um, so I think Asim, I was... is, Asim and Ahmed are learning that they're not the only two people that I troll here. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I think I've, my last question then was thinking about it backwards. So <clears throat> like the idea I was, I was sort of getting at is that because good character is the most important thing that the utility of religion is limited, but is the sort of thesis statement of today's class that uh, re- the reward of religious acts is limited if we don't have good character? 
the risk is that if we have religious acts without good character, that they are worth less, as in zero. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Khuram, finishing it off. So. <clears throat> Uh, going back to the point of uh, uh, like ideologies or multiple structures, I would uh, put like that uh, uh, Muslim, uh, Muslims doing good character versus who have a theology, right? Let's yeah. say like I would say Muslims have a correct theology yeah. and the people who are doing good character, uh, good, uh, they have good character, they don't have a correct theology. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so at the end, the response of their good character will become from the divine, right? And, and I'm, I'm sure the response will not be same for both of two from divine because the people with a good character and if uh, provided they have a good intention, if mm -hmm. they have, a, they are well-intentioned and they have good theology, their life will be, uh, experiences will change um, perpetually, like, uh, like uh, with the course of time. And they, they will get be, they will either be more tested and their personality will be more improved or 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 they will have a different change so that will affect their character differently say, as compared to the people who have not the same theology so i would say it's not the theology but the intention but we'll stop right here okay uh we'll continue inshallah with the next ayah tomorrow and once again if i'm going to be canceling the last minute i hopefully will let you all know but inshallah we should be having class for the whole rest of the week all right subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk all right may Allah tell you all fun discussion and we will continue wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh